dependent. So her uncle find a Kiwi family for her to homestay. And they're in Mount Eden, also a lovely Christian family. But here is the challenge. Yvonne didn't drive a car back then. So she had to learn how to travel from Mount Eden to AUT in the city by bus. Well, we all know the Auckland public transport system was not very efficient 20 years ago. Hardly anyone went to work or school by bus. All you could see were a few empty buses running on the road. But after 20 years of development, things have changed. Now you can see more empty buses running on the road. <laughs> on her first day of traveling from Mount Eden to AOT, Yvonne was a little bit nervous. It was a time before GPS and smartphones. Back then, human beings have to use their own brains to think. That was terrible. <laughs> All she had was a hand-drawn map from her landlord. And um, it looks like a maze more than a map. <laughs> so if you are new to New Zealand, I know how you feel. If you are new here, all the streets in Auckland look exactly the same. <laughs> and all the houses on those streets look the same. All the people live in those houses look exactly the same to us. <laughs> you don't even notice when you make a wrong turn because every turn looks exactly the same. So Yvonne was laser-focused on decoding the map and the street names. Finally, she managed to find the bus station. Out of the blue, she heard someone was calling her name from behind. behind. Yvonne! So she turned around. There stood her uncle and his wife. And it turned out that they had been walking behind her the whole way from her homestay to ensure she can find her way to the bus station. Friends, you know, there are moments in life we feel alone, but in reality, God has been working alongside us from the very beginning of the journey, the whole way to ensure we can find our way to our destinations. Because God's grace is boundless. It's just like Kim Derry concludes in Psalm 23, 3,000 years ago. He put this. Let's go to 23, verse 6. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God's goodness and love are with us every step of the journey. Today, if you aspire to create a better future for your family, to unlock your full potentials, or to reach the next level of success for your career, but you feel like you don't have enough strength, resources, or opportunities,
to get to where you want to, then this sermon is for you. My hope for today's sermon for you is to draw you closer to God and deepen your relationship with Him and unlock all the amazing blessings God has provided for your life. Let me tell you, God is the only resource, only source that can provide everything you ever need to fulfill your purpose in this world. Just as the opening verse of Psalm 23 says, "The Lord is my shepherd, and I lack nothing." You know, when we read Psalm 23, it's like King David's personal diary. He openly shared with us his deep trust and connection with God. He says, "Surely." Your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Surely. Are you sure, David? All the days. Do you mean every day? But here's the thing. We know King David, he was not a perfect man. Just like you and me, he has flaws. He made stupid things. He disappointed God. But he still has this kind of unwavering belief that God will never stop caring for him. Wow. Listen, this is a powerful revelation for all of us. That means even in our imperfections and the moments of stumbling, we can still trust in God. Because God's grace is boundless. Let's go to Ephesians 2, verse 8. The Apostle Paul says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It's a gift of God. The word grace means God's unmerited favor. That means God's actions and blessings are not earned or deserved through our efforts. They are given freely. Faith refers to the act of trusting in God. I believe you must have heard this phrase. You must have faith in God because your faith moves God. Right? Faith moves God. I used to say that because I, I think that's powerful. And I understand when people say that, they try to emphasize the importance of faith. But the more I think through it, the more I realize actually Faith moves God, doesn't give us the whole picture of our relationship with uh, the relationship between God's grace and our faith. Here's the thing God was already at work in my life long before I had faith in Him. It's God sent people to cross my path. Inviting me to the church, revealing his purpose for me long before I had faith in him. God had already moved before I believed in him. I believe many of you here can relate. God had already moved in your life before you believed in him. Let's take John 3, uh, John 3 verse 16, the most popular Christian verse. Take for example, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish 
but have eternal life. You see, God didn't wait for us to have great faith before He's sending Jesus. Right? If He did, we would be in trouble. Because nobody ever wakes up in the morning and says, Hey, you know what? I think I need a Messiah to come to the world, die for me, pay for the penalty of my sin, and then I can have an eternal life for free. No. Nobody ever had such faith and creativity. I don't know about the history of your culture, but in the 3,000 years of China's recorded history, none of our scholars, intellectuals, or philosophers ever came up with this idea. We need a Messiah to save humanity from sin. No. So it's not our faith that moves God. It's God moved by His grace. As we celebrate International Sunday today, let me share you with something has some very strong culture flavor. Please watch the big screen. <laughs> okay, this is a traditional Chinese watercolor painting titled um, Jesus washes his disciples' feet. It's a very popular story in the Bible. And it was done in around 1930s. Okay, as you can see, Jesus is in the middle. Can you see that? Yeah. Jesus is in the middle, surrounded by his disciples. A bunch of Jewish people, all dressed up in Chinese traditional outfits. <laughs> in a typical Chinese house. Actually, that's, that's, that's aligned with the biblical principle. That's what we call the be relevant. If you want to reach out to a different culture, you have to mingle with the locals. You have to speak their language. You have to put on their clothes, right? Be relevant. You know, today we have many people in our um, congregation who are missionaries or from missionaries family. I just want to take this chance to honor you guys. Thank you so much for answering God's calling in your life. Thank you for stepping out of your comfort zone to reach out to the other side of the world. When I look into the details, wow, listen, this picture is not only relevant to Chinese people, but also relevant to Kiwis. Please, let's look closely. <laughs> Jangles! <laughs> That's the thing I don't understand. I don't get it because Chinese people, we didn't wear jangles back then. But it will be very handy if you need to wash your feet anyway. Okay, let's get back to the original uh, picture. In the, in the original story, they were prepared to the Jewish Passover festival, but now they look like they are ready for International Sunday. You know, if you from a um, non-Christian background, and let me explain why Jesus washed his disciples' feet. Back in Jesus' time, washing feet was a task for servants. So when Jesus did that, he was showing his disciples the ultimate act of humility and love. 
But what made this act even more significant was that was happening in the night before Jesus was crucified. Here's the thing: after Jesus' crucifixion, all his disciples ran away. All his disciples denied Jesus. All his disciples lost their faith in Jesus. And Jesus saw all these things coming. He even spoke to one of his disciples, Peter. Hey, Peter, you are going to deny me three times tonight. But you know what? Jesus still chose to serve them, love them, forgive them, and die for them. Why? Not because his disciples had great faith, but because God has great grace for all of us. God moves by grace, friends. When you understand it, man, this is very important to us. When you understand this kind of grace, you will never give up on hope. You will never give up on life. You will never give up on yourself because you know God never give us on you. God moves by grace, and His grace is for you. Thanks to God's grace, He has already moved and provided everything we could ever need. The opportunities are there before we seek them. The solutions are ready before problems come. The unique purpose of our life was created before we were even born, and we need to understand that God doesn't need a push start from us, because God is not the one who is stuck, but we are. It's we who can be stuck. So faith. Is not something we do to move God. Faith is something we need to move ourselves. Let's go to Hebrews eleven, verse eight. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was. Going by faith, Abraham took the action. By faith, Abraham obeyed and went. So that shows how Abraham's faith empowered him to respond to God's calling and take action. So here's the big idea for us: God moves by grace. We move by faith. We need faith. To respond to God's grace, we need faith to receive God's provisions. We need faith to reach out to what God has prepared for us. We need faith to follow God's path. We move by faith. This is a powerful revelation for you because it enables you to fulfill God's purpose for your life. Rather than struggling to make your own plans work, 
I once had a very rich businessman come to me and, and ask me to pray for, for a sale of one of his investment properties. And he, he wanted this property to be sold for a specific price. Anything, that, uh, anything less will make him and his wife very disappointed. So this property has to be sold for this price. But I was very honest with him. I said to him, I can only pray for what God wants for you, not necessarily what you want. You see, let's be real. You are already living in a lifestyle most people only dream about. Even if this property is not sold for the price you want, you should be grateful. His wife was there all the time and heard everything I said. So obviously, his wife was not happy with me. But you know what? That's okay. That's okay. Even my wife is not always happy with me. <laughs> Who cares how your wife feels? <laughs> Here's the problem. When you believe my faith can move God, I can make God to do whatever I believe is right, you are going to pray prayer like that. You are going to pray, God, I want this, I want that, give me this, give me that. And then you get frustrated when God doesn't seem to answer your prayers. However, when you understand that God already has a wonderful custom-made plan for your life and he has already provided everything, including all the resources and opportunities you need to fulfill that purpose. All you need to do is to reach out and receive by faith. There's no need to be anxious, worried, or in a rush. That gives you peace of mind. And that's actually the Psalm 23 is all about, right? If you trust in God, stay close to Him, you lack nothing. Because God will give you a rest. He will refresh you, He will guide you, He will lead you, He will protect you, He will defend you, He will provide for you, He will get things prepared for you. Because our God moves by grace, and we move by faith. We need to follow him with trust. So my dear friends, let me ask you this question. Are you treating your relationship with God like a to-do list? If so, let's move from asking God for what we want to just accepting his abundant provisions with trust and gratitude. If you're still wondering, oh, I'm not sure whether my desires align with God's plan, my suggestion for you is, you know, you are in the community where you can find people who have a genuine, deep relationship with God. Have fellowship with those people. 
journey with them, do life with them, join their small groups or dream team or any ministry with them, ask questions and listen to their advice. I guarantee those people will help you deepen your relationship with God and gain a better understanding about God's plan for your life. Worship team, please come up. Now let's go back to Psalm 23, verse 6. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Here's the best part. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hey, it's not just any place. It's the house of the Lord. And David was king. He was a king living in his palace. I'm pretty sure his palace must be the most magnificent residential building in Jerusalem. But David said, no, no, no. I am looking forward to dwelling in the house of the Lord. Even a king wants to be in the house of the Lord. That means what God has prepared for us goes beyond the best this world can offer. And this relationship will last forever. It's like living in eternal security. And the good news is, hey, you don't need to be a king to achieve that. All you need to do is to receive by faith, no matter who you are. In the book of Titus 2 verse 11, for the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. God's grace, God's salvation, God's provision is for all people, no matter who you are, where you're from, what language you speak. God's grace is for you because God moves by grace. But you need to respond by faith because we move by faith. I really want to speak to some of you here today. Maybe you don't know Jesus. Or maybe you feel you're far from Him. Today you are here because God already moved in your life. God already moved in your life before you even believed in Him. God loved you. He has a great plan for your life. And He wants you to know that. That's why you are here today. But the reason you feel you are far from Him is because our sin has separated us from God. The Bible teaches us that we all have sinned, fallen short of God's standards. To be honest, I even fall short of my own standards. We know we are not perfect. We know we'll never be good enough to live in the house of the Lord forever. But here is the good news for you. By grace, God sent His one and only Son, Jesus Christ, to the world, died for us. As Jesus died on the cross, He took on Himself all our sins so that we can be set free from the shackles of sin and live in the house of God forever. So if that is you, if you feel you are far from God, I want to 
I want to encourage you to take a step of faith today, to pray a prayer with me, to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Are you ready to move by faith now? I'm going to pray out loud, but all you need to do is pray in your heart by following me. Now let's do it. Dear Jesus, thank you for your grace. Thank you for loving me. I know I'm a sinner, and I know you died for me. Today, I turn away from my old life and turn to you. Please come to my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. Reveal your plan to me. Guide me onto the right path. I choose from today to follow you and live for you forever. I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, friends, if you just pray that prayer, congratulations. Your life will never be the same again. I want to pray another prayer for you, to bless you, to ask more God's more favor on your life. So I'm going to encourage you to take one more step of faith. I want to know who just prayed that prayer. I'm going to count from one to three. As I get to three, if you just prayed that prayer and you mean it. I want you to raise your hand, lift your hand, nice and high, high, so that I can see you. I'm not going to ask you out or embarrass you. I just want to acknowledge your hand, and then I will pray a blessing for you. It is your moment, my friend. It is your moment to take the step of faith, to move your life by faith, to receive God's grace by faith. Now I start counting. One, two, three. If you, I see your hand. God bless you, sister. I see your hand. Can put it down. I see your hand. God bless you, sister. Anyone? I see your hand. God bless you, sister. I see.、You. We got three people lifted their hands. Anyone else? Anyone? God bless you. Now let's pray together for the three ladies who just lifted their hands to God. God, I know you touched their heart. I know because you moved already. Lord, we just pray that you will continue to reveal your plan to them. You will continue to bless them, to guide them, and please, Lord, surround them with the people who have faith in you, so that we can journey together, my Lord. We thank you, thank you for those people. Thank you that you stirred up the faith in their lives. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now I pass the microphone to Jamie.